I, I wore I get massages at physical therapy and it's not nice massages. It's like, oh, you have a lot of swelling right where you're injured. Let's rub the out of it with my knuckles. And she's like, what's Cold Bow Podcast? And I was like, oh, that's my podcast. That's me in the very middle. I'm like, huh, it doesn't look like you. It doesn't like, look like you? Yeah. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Cold Bulls Podcast. This is Jake and I'm here with my cold bros. I drove a stumble over my words a little bit there. Poodcoost? Poodcost. Um... <laughs> Uh, sorry, I, I, I turned into Swedish for a second there. Um, <laughs> uh, sorry to any of our Swedish listeners if you yeah, offended, sorry, are offended by I'm, I'm pretty sure we have a few of them, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Old Felix over there. Uh, is that a Swedish name, we, Felix? Felix Kjellberg. We are That's really uh, popular in Shelberg. Sweden, I think it's really Kjellberg. Shelberg. It's uh, PewDiePie. His name's Felix. Oh, thanks, Felix. Uh, I'm rooting for you against some Indians. Yeah. Get it done, bro. We've got a lot. Um, we've got a lot. Millions of listeners from Sweden. Do we? Nice. I yeah. love Sweden. Millions and millions. <laughs> billions and billions and <laughs> billions. Um, President, how are you guys doing? What's up? Good. Good. I uh, I started watching a, a show recently. Um, it's called Barry. Dude, it's on HBO. Don't, I love Barry. Don't say, I, I freaking love Barry. I just started it, and it's hilarious. And uh, have you guys oh, seen so it? Excited. Heard about I've it? seen the first episode. Well, yeah, I've seen the first episode. <laughs> so it's got Bill Hader in it, and he Bill Hader is great. He's hilarious. He is this the role, best, best dry humor ever. He it, it, the whole the whole show so far is just dry humor. And Mara was watching it next to me. She's like, "I'm just waiting for something to happen." I'm like, "That's the point." <laughs> so, oh my gosh, his handler, his uh, Henry. Winkler the, the, as the, the Chech- acting coach. The Chechens. The Chechens. The super effeminate Chechen guy. The Barry. Like, the Fonz. <laughs> oh, dude, so. Henry Winkler is so good. So, Barry, dude. <laughs> the premise behind Watch it is. Watch Barry and you'll is, get it. Bill Hader, have, Bill Hader is a former Marine turned hitman. Yeah, I, I know the premise. Okay, and he, but to our audience who doesn't, he's a former Marine. Oh, sorry. Who, I didn't mean to sound like a dick. <laughs> I thought you were um, talking to me specifically. Former hit, former Marine turned hitman decides he doesn't want to be a hitman anymore. He goes to LA for a job and uh, and accidentally stumbles into an acting class and decides he's he bitten wa- by the acting bug and decides he wants to become an actor. So you have a hitman who has no personality <laughs> and wants to be an actor because he was sharing a scene with one with actually he was sharing a scene with his target. <laughs> And like everybody starts cheering his target, like cheering the guy that was on the stage with him, and he thinks they're cheering him, and so he's just like, he's like, (laughs) dude, honestly, it sounds like when you explain it, it sounds like an SNL skit. It does, and and so like let's do this SNL skit that we came up with, but play it super serious and realistic, and draw it out for (laughs) yeah, an entire series of a TV show, and it is hilarious. Oh like, my gosh, I love Barry. Just, I'm so glad you're watching it. There's just so many moments. I'm, I'm only like someone I'm only it. like three or four episodes in, but just so far, what the, the things that they do is like he's so he's a hitman, so he's made a lot of money, and he like he has he likes this girl, and he like buys her a new laptop because her laptop has a cracked screen, it just sucks. So he buys her a new macbook and he gives it to her and she's like this is like three months of my rent and she's like super offended. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's he's, good. Yeah, oh. It's, 
Barry. Barry. So on what HBO. Made you, what made you start watching that? Um, I have an HBO subscription, so I could watch Game of Thrones. It's um, on right before Game of Thrones. Yeah, and I um, so I don't have I don't have cable. I have an HBO subscription through Amazon, mm-hmm. Amazon Prime, which is awesome. Yeah, but mine's I, through Hulu. But I can watch I can watch all the shows. I, I don't think I can watch like Game of Thrones, for instance. I don't know if I can watch it the minute it comes out, but usually no, it's yeah, it has like an hour after. It's an hour after. It's it's uh, and that's all it took for someone to spoil it for me. Right. <laughs> I was waiting for them to release it. So, but uh, I was going through the the stuff that I have access to on HBO, and um, I saw Barry and I saw Bill Hader, and I, I had seen a preview to it before, and I thought it it just yeah. I was like I I could I could go for a laugh, and I watched it, and it's, it's great, especially if you like dry humor. Dude, I, I said, love Bill Hader too. That being I, said, there are some moments in that show that are, so, it's a comedy, but there are moments that are so heavy. <laughs> like, it, like they when the, when the moment is over, you like, you feel like empty inside, like the pit of your stomach, like there's a rock in the well, pit of your like stomach. Well, it sounds like it's well written then. Oh, it is. Dude. It's well written. There's this, oh. there's this part where. Well, it's HBO. <laughs> there's this part oh, where. Oh, so it's porn? No nudity. No, not Actually, porn. no. There's no nudity. In, I haven't in seen there. a single Scott nipple. Scott said there was nudity in it. Pretty sure there was like, oh, on the porn, laptop, porn on, on the a laptop, camera. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. There, okay. there's. That. What else would be on a laptop? All right. Um. So one, one, one thing that's really funny. So in one of the episodes, he has a target, and uh, he has to kill this target in order to release his handler, who's being held by the Chechens, right? But the Chechens want to also send a message. And the, they send a bullet through DHL to the to this guy's like leaders or whatever this guy's bosses, so that when when they get the bullet, they can call him and say uh, he gets the bullet, and then they say, "Oh, this guy's dead." Right? It was the, the whole message. But like Bill Hader, they send Bill Hader to shoot him. They send Barry to shoot him, and he's standing there. He's out like clear, like uh, across the street, like up on a hill somewhere, and he's got a sniper rifle on him. And the guy's like sitting out there stretching in his driveway, and he's just like got his hands over his head, and he's like big fat guy, shirtless, the, yeah. the easiest target you could think of. And he's just like has a has his gun there, pointing at him <laughs> with his hand on the his finger on the trigger, and he's like, I could take him out, but he has to he wait has for to wait. For, for a bullet, bullet to arrive. For DHL to come DHL. by. <laughs> so the guy is basically painting a target on himself. And Barry's just going, oh, God damn it! I want to shoot him so bad. Meanwhile, and he's he like anxious because he wants to go to acting class. He has to get to his acting class. That's funny. It's great. <laughs> no, seriously, guys. Like, right now. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, man. And then, like, one more thing and we'll move on. But one oh, jeez. <laughs> the Fonz is... Is yeah, just give away all the jokes. I don't want to watch it now. The, the fawn. Okay, fine. <laughs> you can do it. The, <laughs> the fawns. The fawns is the uh, is the acting teacher, and he's meant to like come across as this, this, just this great actor. He just knows what he's doing, and then he goes. He's to, only been in like two commercials. He, he goes. He goes into an audition, and he plays. He's auditioning for the part of a guy waiting in line, and he, literally the one line that he says is. Come on, what are you waiting for? Like we're all like, and he just—that's all it is. That's all. Yeah, it's how so he's trying to act super dramatic. Yeah, like trying but, to find the but motivations he, but he behind te- the character yeah. waiting in line. He like, teaches like, acting, like but he never. He, he, yeah, exactly. He, he teaches acting, but he never gets any parts. It's it, right. or he doesn't. He's not a big anyway. Sorry. So uh, speaking of uh, of Bill Hader, um, he's he's going to be an it. The the second iteration. Oh, yeah. of he's, it. Uh, Dude, he's, have you seen the the, oh, the, 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 the screenshots right? of 
No, I've been avoiding them. And Have I'll, you really? No. <laughs> then keep keep doing it. I highly suggest it. Oh, really? It makes the experience so much better. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, I've I've just seen them on the like talk shows and stuff. It, it looks and cool. Bill Hader's amazing. But uh, I'm I'm really excited to see him beep beep Richie. because it's it's uh, oh, kind the, of funny. is he Richie? He's Richie. Oh, Richie, that's the name. Yeah. It, 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 it's there's funny parts in it. But it's obviously a horror movie, so it'll be really fun to see him in that role. Yeah. Oh gosh. And isn't um. What's the actor? He's in X Men and he's in James McAvoy. Yeah, he's, he's in the it main too. character. Oh, does he have like a a stutter? Yeah. Does no, he, he overcomes it. He overcomes the stutter. He's going. He, well, yeah, it comes back. Does he have he, a ponytail like in the old one? Town. No, <laughs> like in the eighties. No. I, I really so hope not. In the nineties, when he has that rat tail. <laughs> the kid, that, the kid that breaks his arm is that Eddie? Is that his name? Eddie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Who plays Eddie? I don't know, I, I don't know his name, but he's in Shazam. What? The kid that plays Eddie. No, 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 no. The the adult version. Oh, the the kid that plays Eddie's in Shazam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm am just I'm excited for that. I'm well, I'm dreading it actually. I should amend because it's gonna. I'm, oh, it's gonna be. Scary. It's gonna be so terrifying. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm them. gonna. I'm gonna. Have Have you guys seen that I will that Stephen King show on on Hulu? The um, what's the name of the town? Yeah, what's the town's name? You Gary. No, no, it's uh, it's it's Castle Rock. Yeah, that's it. But it's like every Stephen King novel in one TV so I show. Said Fraggle Rock. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, Fraggle Rock. No, it's it's uh, it pulls from all of the universe. Yeah, like, like his universe. Have you so, so so the so it's they 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 use like Pennywise is mentioned and stuff like that. Hmm. I, I haven't seen it though. I'd like to see it. I I saw because I I've been looking for a TV show to watch with my wife. And I saw that it was on there, and I was like, "Well, I've never read the book, so I'm wondering if this will even like hit me as hard." I've uh, uh, well, Castle Rock is. I think Castle Rock is a stand. It's not a book. I know, but but if it pulls from the books, it would be so much cooler. Yeah. Oh, I knew what that reference was. Absolutely. I, I've kind of at this point in my life, kind of put Stephen King behind me a little bit. Um, I still really like it. But um, that, that's why I haven't gotten into Castle that's Rock. A, that's a Colbo podcast episode. I wish we would have been able to release was our was our it Stephen episode. King. Yeah, our, yeah, our Stephen King episode. Because like I was explaining to somebody at work that the Stephen King novels, books, movies, whatever, they're all in the same universe, connected by the Dark Tower, mm-hmm. and they were just blown away. They're like, like man, I forgot dude. that movie <clears throat> even came out. That Dark was Tower. such a bad movie. Was, yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's like bad movies and, and, and there's movies that are so bad you forget. Do, do you know it's, uh-huh. uh, um, Matthew McConaughey turned down a role in a Marvel movie to play that. Really? Play that. He was gonna, he, Probably he, Ego or something. Yeah, I think it was Ego. Really? Mm-hmm. Guardian of the Galaxy. But then we got Kurt Russell. So that's, yeah, I think Kurt, Kurt Russell, Russell played it really Is well. a better yeah. dad for... <laughs> Absolutely. For Chris for Pratt. Peter, for Chris Pratt than... Yeah. I think so. McConaughey. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that was... It brought brought more, like, lightness and levity than McConaughey would have. So speaking of of authors and books and stuff, I've actually been reading... So I started my my Tom Clancy series um, and read um, Without Remorse, and that was a good one. But in between... So in between the, the, the first two... Of those of those books, I I decided to to separate in them with um, the Lost World by Michael Crichton, and I forgot how much I absolutely love Michael Crichton. That's Jurassic Park two. Yeah, he's very sciencey, exactly. kind of like if you it's read very the, pseudoscience. It, like, like, like if you read The Martian, 
Like, like there's lots of like. Did he write that? No, no, no but oh. but it, but it's similar to it where like they get into data. He gets into data. He gets into the science, and he makes you think that it's possible mm-hmm. when it's not <laughs> possible at all. It's very, it's very like if you could find a mosquito with dio, dino DNA. Yeah, then it would be. But uh, Jurassic Park. So like I've read, I've I've read Jurassic Park and Timeline and the Lost World. And every one of those, I think Timeline might be my favorite one. That mo- that that movie kind of was bad. Was we, we just Walker did the that? Paul Walker. Yeah. The, the and Paul Walker was okay, and Gerard Butler, like it was a, it was okay, um, but the movie was not that great. Um, but uh, the book, Timeline, the book. I think it might be my favorite of Michael. Although I haven't read Congo, that's the next on my list. Is I, I have Congo, Congo. On, on Audible. I just haven't. Yeah. I'm, it open. Dude, the I, movie though, I, so good. I actually have never seen the movie. Five stars. Um, but yeah, are you being Michael sarcastic? Crichton, that okay. guy. Chris said yes. <laughs> well, obviously, like almost every. I was gonna say because if it is a good movie, if it actually is a good movie, maybe it should be on the the second chance options because. I have heard nothing other than it's a fantastic or it's a terrible movie. But anyway. Congo? Yes. Yeah, it's not good. It's, even even when I saw it, like when in '98 when it came out, and I was like 13, I was like, "This is not a good movie." And that freaking <laughs> the white gorilla. Yeah, that was just bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it turns out Michael Crichton books have made one good movie. Um, but the, but he's made how many movies from his books? It's kind of crazy. It's true. They've made an entire series, six movie series out of two books. And the second book, (laughs) the Lost World movie and book could not be more different there. So it's so loosely based on the book that it's. I'm going to put out a question here. Oh, sorry. Uh, I was about to say he he also wrote the first uh, Westworld. Uh, oh, not, right, it wasn't right. a book. It was the sc- it was the screenplay for it. The screenplay for Westworld. Which author the movie? has the first movie? Or the the movie from the seventies. Yeah. Which authors' characters have been have made? I don't know. I don't want to say more money or better or whatever. J.K. Rowling's or Stanley. 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 They made, they made way oh, more money. Better, not more money. Better. Oh, Stanley. Better. Oh, better. Um, Stanley. I think there's so much. There, yes, you so realize. You, I, 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 but you also have to take into consideration Howard the Duck, and <laughs> but that, I, might, that might old, not even be a Stan Lee, old yeah. Captain America, I, and but neither might I had, and um, you have to take into consideration Andrew Garfield, Spider Man. Yeah, but then you have to take into consideration Dolores Umbridge, and yeah, right. but that, she's a fantastic character. Well, I, you don't like her though. I have this. <laughs> I had this epiphany watching. <laughs> you have to take into consideration J.K. Rowling, Rowling's tweets. So. Yeah, her as a person. Do you have to? Do <laughs> yes, you have to. She's she, she's adding it to canon. The only reason I it's have canon. to is because if I don't, it's devastating to Chris's argument. <laughs> <laughs> I had this epiphany watching Endgame, and I was looking and I was saying I was thinking all of these characters were created and basically, you know brought out of obscurity or any any of whatever you want to call it by one man by stan lee and it made me really really sad that he passed away can you imagine if you like just created a bunch of characters and made stories for them and then 50 years later somebody was watching 
Like everybody is celebrating your creation. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's it, and it made crazy one point two billion dollars in a couple days. Yeah, it's like I mean, the, oh yeah, I made that guy and I made that guy and I made that. guy. I invented him in my brain. Yeah, and those are my guys, and everybody's celebrating. Them I, right I now. remember after um, uh, Civil War when Spider Man first showed up, <laughs> and we were we were. Uh, I remember making a Facebook post about, could you imagine being an old man now and thinking and seeing your, seeing your really hip and cool grandson wearing a Spider-Man t-shirt and thinking to yourself, I used to beat those kids up in high school (laughs) because they were nerds. And now my kid is the cool kid. My grandson is the cool kid and he's wearing those. Like how weird is that? Yep. That like yeah. fifty years ago, people who liked that stuff were the outcasts. They were the weirdos, and now, and that's kind of now what today's today's culture is all about: mm-hmm. is taking stuff that twenty, thirty, forty years ago was nerdy and super geeky and not popular, and not just like and not nerdy in today's standards because nerdy is cool in today's standards, but nerdy in those stand those days where it was it was totally not cool. It was it was seen as awful, and because that's I mean Dungeons and Dragons has never been more popular. It's making I mean Dungeons and Dragons literally just broke the record for Kickstarter um, in like a couple days. It, it like uh, over eleven million dollars mm-hmm. on Kickstarter Dang. for Critical Role. For their, they're making an animated TV show, and they can they have enough to fund it solely on donations. Solely, so they on don't them. need they don't need anybody to produce it for them. That's exactly. Awesome. You That's have fantastic. you have the Marvel the MCU, which speaks for itself. The DCEU, which say what you will about it, it's made money. Yeah. And they keep, they continue to make movies. Um, Star Wars. You've got Star Wars. You've got all these things that were seen as such nerd stuff in such, such, in such a negative light 20, 30, 40 years ago. And now today, dude, today's I, culture is all about it. Not even recently, but about 10 years ago before this all took off, like when it was starting to take off, I was not a huge Batman fan before Christopher Nolan movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were like, are you going to see the new Batman movie? And I was like, no. They're like, what do you mean, dude? You're not going to see Batman? And I was like, I don't like Batman. Like, How do you not like Batman? But I remember this person was the same person that was like beating me up because I had X-Men cards yeah. in elementary school. So it was like, no, it's like, it was like I, I just never liked you the guy. You said 10 years ago what yeah. you meant was almost 20 right well no like 15. this conversation that i had though well, yeah. maybe it was 15 years ago <laughs> batman begins <laughs> was 2005 yeah I believe. but it was just so like that blew my mind at the time because they were like what do you mean you're not going to see the batman movie it was like why why does this person care yeah the other thing that, that the the good aspect of that of embracing this nerd culture this nerd culture kind of becoming mainstream is that it almost like that it's okay to be into your own thing. Yeah. That like people who are into anime are it, it, that it's, that it's more acceptable now than it has before. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so, and so like, and that's for a lot of things. Um, and I think that's a really cool. People are allowed so to the, like yeah. what they like. I remember yeah. growing up, my dad um, telling us like how he sees the definition of a nerd is someone that doesn't care what other people think about what they like. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that, that fits in exactly with what you're saying is, like if you like it then it doesn't matter if it's nerd culture or if it's jock culture or whatever if you like it you like it like like a diet coke commercial (laughs) (laughs) you like what you like bro cool 
Well, that was a good. That was a really cool tangent. Yeah, that was a good conversation. Um, Should we get into the episode today? Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. Yeah, sometime today. Explain away. (laughs) Okay, so we're coming up with this new idea here at Cold Bow. It's called the uh, Mount Rushmore. What? Explain Uh, it to us. Explain. Like like last week, we have a new segment. A new segment. Mount Rushmore is... So the way I want to explain Mount Rushmore is it's not necessarily the four best movies. Our four best movies. It's... It's our our four favorite movies is is more what. And there's it, a, there's a there's here. a clear distinct distinction between what you think is the best and what your favorite is. Absolutely, absolutely. And so, because when you think about Mount Rushmore, the mountain, you have uh, George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, Thomas Jefferson, and and Theodore Roosevelt. And Theodore Roosevelt doesn't really belong with those other three. I, I don't think he, as far as like quality of president i'm not sure well if you look at the three up that's up there and then there's teddy and then there's right, teddy roosevelt right. and so teddy roosevelt i don't necessarily th- but what he did do is he created natural or uh he created national parks he created all these all these ways for people to enjoy nature and to preserve nature and so he's their favorite Economy. the people the people who created uh Mount Rushmore, he's their favorite president because of what he what he means for for nature and for yep. for national parks. So he got put on there. So he may not be the best president, but he's their favorite. And they built a monument to him and literally etched his face in stone. Um, I wonder why he didn't add his dad. Thinking about it right now, his dad, FDR. Oh my gosh! God, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> that was. Oh. Bad, uh, <laughs> um, but that's kind of what I what what I'm envisioning with this uh, Mount Rushmore in our in, for Cold Bow or Mount Rushmore of movies. And so what the what the idea is is that at one point each of us is going to bring and Mount Rushmore is also not. I pick my favorite movie. Troy picks his favorite movie. Scott picks his, and then those are the four. It, it there's not there's not one slot assigned to each of us there, to get a movie on Mount Rushmore. It has to be unanimous. If one person votes no, then it doesn't get up there. That's that's the other thing that I want to point out is that my favorite movie. Um, I'm not going to use in the Mount Rushmore topic discussion. Maybe I will eventually or some point, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the movie that I would pick would be the movie that I th- that I feel would be most likely to be yeah the cold sure. Mount Rushmore yep on the on the Mount whatever there's just um, definitely some some strategy yeah. there's some strategic value in this because the movie I brought today to to talk about is not one that I think it I I honestly am not sure if it's going to get up there I I doubt it if it will but um it's one that I feel like all you all of you should have should see and we should have a discussion about it and see if we can see if I can talk you into putting it up there. And if I can, then that's good. If not, then that's fine too. We'll find a different movie. But, uh, so each of us is going to bring a movie in. We'll talk about it. We'll discuss it. And then we will decide as a group and all four of us have to vote yes for that movie to get up on Mount Rushmore. All right. Does that sound good? Yes. Get into it. Okay. So, the movie I brought in for our first Mount Rushmore episode is what it's probably my favorite movie that's come out in the last like 10 years, 
20 years maybe it it's uh the secret life of walter mitty The Secret Life of Walter Mitty is a movie that if you look on, it's got like a 54 Metacritic that's, that's, score. Yeah, it's bad. It's got yeah. really bad Rotten Tomatoes scores. One, I really like don't know why. Like a 54 Metascore. Meta that's the, about right, put it. The IMDb, <laughs> the IMDb is 7.3, so what, it's a little higher why? on IMDb. Why? Why is why are the critics? So critics hate it. If you look at the at the fan score, it's about se- the 7.3 IMDb. So my question is, is about, my question is why? Why? What are the critics? I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I was reading a few, and they were they were saying like they present a plus B, but it doesn't equal anything. Like they, they they introduce problems, but the catharsis of the movie isn't really like a payoff of the problems that they introduced. I don't that that's what they said. I don't agree with it. That's yeah. what they were saying. I Let's, honestly feel like that is the strength of the movie to me. Yeah, the movie does not have an agenda, okay, and we're going to talk spoilers. Yeah, that was yeah. yeah, was yeah. Let's we get this definitely will have we're talking spoilers. The movie's been out for a while. We're talking spoilers. We're talking spoilers. Uh, a the movie does not have an agenda, <laughs> and that's probably my favorite part about the movie. The only and message, Sean Penn's in it, and it doesn't have an agenda. It's Sean Penn without an agenda. Um, the only thing the movie is trying to say is get up and get out. Yep. Do something. Don't just do something. That's that's all it's trying to say. And that's what I loved about it. Is it I I felt like I could sit down, enjoy a movie and not get preached well, to about anything. Let me say this and and you're going to it might be confusing at first and then when I explain it it'll make sense, but but Walter Mitty is very much a superhero movie. Sure. And the reason why is because you have because you they, have a guy they ski around on concrete, <laughs> yes. and they fight each other with, with over a, a with stretchy a jelly arm. man toy. You have you have Walter Mitty who is a daydreamer and and uh, he zones out and he imagines himself in these fantastic moments where he is a superhero, like legit. Um, and then, but but in reality, he just kind of just takes it easy. He doesn't do anything crazy. Doesn't do anything out of the ordinary. Very very safe. He's safe first. Yeah. yeah, safe. And then when he has to be. He jumps out and he starts doing things, jumps into a flying helicopter, jumps out of a flying helicopter and fights with a shark. And he he is very much a superhero. He doesn't have superpowers, but he does these incredible, fantastic things that it, that because he has a purpose for it and he, he decides that's what he wants to do. And so, okay. sorry, yeah. this is something we should have started with this. Uh, just a brief synopsis of the film. Walter Mitty, like Troy said, he's a man who... Um, he works for Life Magazine. He is a negative asset management professional at Life Magazine, which means he takes the photos, the negatives from the photos, and he he manages the all those negatives. So if someone needs an old picture, they ask him, and he has the catalog of those photos. Um, he is a very rigid person who follows a very rigid schedule, and he is... He, and like Troy said, he daydreams. He wants to do more, but he's too afraid to do that. He's also played by Ben Stiller. He's played by Ben Stiller. The movie's directed by Ben Stiller. Um, also directed by Ben Stiller. And, and uh, about and, that. And then at one point, he loses uh, He loses the, uh, the neg- uh, negative that's supposed to be. So Life Magazine is going away from being printed, and it's going to the internet only. And the last cover ever is... Uh, negative 21 25. and 25 
25 is my movie and I don't remember. Uh, <laughs> well, it's such an important detail. I'm glad that Troy cleared it up. So it's negative, tw- negative 25. He has to f- find it and it's lost and he can't find it. And so he goes on this and he it's his butt on the line to get it. And so he goes on this adventure to find the photographer that took the picture so that he can get it, get another copy of it from him. And this adventure takes him to Greenland, Iceland, uh, Afghanistan, and he goes up, climbs Mount Everest, or climbs up into the Himalayas. Uh, Himalayas. He he uh, longboards down a mountain in Iceland, running away from a volcano. He jumps out of a, air, a helicopter between Greenland and Iceland and fights sharks. Like he finds himself in these absolutely wild situations that he used to only daydream about, and then eventually he starts living. He starts living it. And then at the end, it doesn't matter. He gets fired from his job and none of it really matters. The The point is that he got out and he did stuff. And he, he, got, got, he, he, got, and he got the girl. He discovers himself. He exactly. get busy living or get busy dying. Yeah, exactly. So that's, so that's the brief synopsis of the story. Um, and so, yeah. Sorry, Troy. What were you going to no, say? I was just going to say that, that two points is that um, he is probably at heart the best employee that Life Magazine could have mm-hmm. because he believes in their mission. He believes in their purpose. Um, the other thing is that um, we're going to talk about spoilers. The cover of the magazine ends up being him. And it's Life Magazine's the quintessence of life. Yeah. Final cover is him being you know, anyway. And, and and that was that was kind of the, the whole like the little. I don't, to, I don't know if you call it a button, but it's the button. Dude, um, weirdly enough, the whole story. I didn't want to see what the picture was. I know. I kind of. I, I didn't want to see it. I was satisfied that they showed I it. I didn't but either. At the same and then time, I'm yeah. really glad that they showed it. Well, yeah. do you know, and, and it's interesting. I think everyone had that same feeling because the movie, that that, that was the whole point of the movie, was yeah. that it was like he's, he, at the, at the end, he didn't even look at it. He, he ended up looking at it when he was actually on the cover, but he didn't look at the negative. Yeah. And you know? Sean Penn said, that's too bad. It was a beauty. Yeah. But like he never told him what Sean it Penn was. Sean Penn was the photographer. Sean Penn was the photographer. And, and he's like this larger than life character. What's his name in the movie? It's Sean Hamilton. It was Sean something. Sean yeah. Connor. Sean Connor. Sean Connor. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Come with me if you want Sean to live. <laughs> um, so what I really liked about the movie is the visually it just like is a perfect representation of how film is a visual medium you yeah. know it like the, the, it it used uh different so many different tools to, to bring the story across it, it like i like the the transitions they did from scene to scene oh yes. yeah they're like, amazing uh, there was one in particular where there was like a film reel sean o'connell mm-hmm. yeah that's who I actually wasn't too far. You were off. pretty close. <laughs> there was a, a film reel, but then a cut to like a pond that Walter sits at. Yeah, mm-hmm. isn't that isn't that called a juxtaposition? No, no. Juxtaposition um, is when you so there's one thing uh, and then it cuts to something that's like the exact opposite. Juxta- yeah, juxtaposition. Yeah, this is, is uh, um, it, it's just contrast. It's it. contrast basically. There's a term for I know what you're talking about, Troy. There's a term. Yeah, for the, it. the the thing I'm thinking of is is basically, and it's this is on topic, but in uh, Psycho, when um, the water and the blood is draining down the the drain, and then you see her eye, and then it's like her life is draining down the eye. It's that same context. I could have swore it was juxtaposition. No, it's not juxtaposition. Um, uh, no, the, tr- what Chris was saying about the transitions 
It was fan- and and like because there was the scene when he was right outside the the Papa John's yeah. and he checks his texts and then you see it come out on the mountain. Yeah, I like and that. The, the it looks like a rock fall and then the text stands out on the and stupid things where where he's i can't remember where he is exactly but he looks over and like the the birds shape make the shape of the Um, girls of the yeah when he's riding the love interest in the beginning when it says like new line cinema it looks Mm -hmm. like lines on the road yeah that was i thought that was cool Mm -hmm. like the the yeah that was secret life of walter mitty was printed on the same the sign of the of the the um the bus station or the train station the train station where he's at yeah the subway station it was cool. Yeah. It, it, and that that's what I wanted to get into is the art of it. Like mm-hmm. the cinematography of this movie was absolutely gorgeous. One of the prettiest movies I've ever seen. It, it single-handedly makes me want to go to Greenland or Iceland. S- seriously, I, I have, <laughs> since that movie, it's been like my life's goal to get to Iceland now. <laughs> I want to go visit that country because the entire Thor, Thor longboard. Yeah, exactly. Anything in this movie not shot in New York City was shot in Iceland. So all the Greenland, all the Greenland stuff was actually Iceland. All the Afghanistan stuff was actually Iceland. <laughs> um, and it was gorgeous. And then the design, like Chris was talking about, the design, the the on the streets mm. and how everything is is designed. I, I was just like, man. This movie is gorgeous. It looks beautiful, and it was uh, it there's, was there's a super escapist for the, me. It's, it's a comedy too, but not necessarily. Well, well, if you, if you look at the ben cast, if you look at the cast, you think it's a comedy. He, he, they they cast all comedic people except yeah. for uh, Sean, Sean Penn. But they, Penn. They, they there's a part where he's in Iceland or maybe it's Greenland. I don't remember. But he goes to a karaoke bar. Oh yeah, and the guy's singing, and and the guy starts kicking his ass for some reason, and I was. I was, I was convinced it was a fantasy. A daydream? Yeah. Yeah, and I was, it kind of confused me. I was like... Because he's this? fighting back and... Well, because it, it made me question everything. I was like, is this yeah. a fantasy? Is this a fantasy? Is yeah. this a fantasy? Yeah. Um, but anyway, he was like... He recognized his thumb from a picture that Sean took. And then he was like, I can't believe I recognized your thumb. And he's like, dude, this is this is Greenland. There's like eight people here. <laughs> Pretty good place then, to find a thumb. And then I, <laughs> I paused it and I rewound it. There's only eight people that they show... In, Green- in Greenland. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> the entire time. That's awesome. And then, did you guys notice the the Matrix reference when he's like, "Do you want the green car or the blue car, uh, or the, the red car, or the blue the car?" Red car the I'll take the red car. The red car. So he's, he's going deeper into the rabbit hole. That's awesome. Interesting. Dude. What kind of cars do you have? We got a red one and a blue one. Yeah, <laughs> that was the, the only... first guy, and then there were seven guys in the bar. <laughs> That's also, it. the Air Greenland plane is a freaking seven forty seven. <laughs> Next to a shack. <laughs> Next to a shack <laughs> in Greenland. So it's that kind of comedy that really that, killed me. That's juxtaposition. That's juxtaposition. I was just going to say that. There you go. Um, so, the, the, but some of his uh, some of his daydreams are also super cool, and but like Chris said, I think the whole point is like he's daydreaming this what he's living after he leaves new york and decides to go out on his the daydream stuff, do stuff right? that's when the daydreams i was almost stopped sort of he has one more with conan o'brien he has, O'Brien. He, uh, <laughs> he has the one with conan o'brien he also has the one in the the karaoke bar and that's what gets him to jump on the airplane that's right, true. Right. when she sings uh major tom yep. to him Th- that this the soundtrack in this movie might be one of my favorite soundtracks thank you I'm so happy he said that. Jose Gonzalez is one of my favorite uh, artists right now. And that one song, I think it's called Step Out. Uh-huh. 
um, and and he wrote the song for uh, yeah this one, but he wrote the song for Red Dead Redemption, the first one, mm-hmm. when he's going to Mexico. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, but the, the oh. Oh. yeah, the soundtrack was so good in this movie, and it, and it had David Bowie too. David Bowie, yeah, yeah, because and, yeah. and it fit it fit the story so well. Her, because his his love love interest, which is Kristen Wiig, um, he he gets mocked uh, for being a space cadet or whatever, and saying uh, Major, Tom. Major Tom, Major, Major Tom, Tom, and uh, but then she she goes that uh, don't don't be offended about being called Major Tom. He's brave and he's a, and he was adventurous and, and stuff like that. And so it fit the narrative. And then her well. singing, and then that. she sings is what puts him up on he, the, d- he on daydreams the her uh, seeing that with an acoustic guitar Kristen Wiig that is and and so that that's what pushes him to to le- to, to take the literal leap into the flying uh, yeah helicopter also how great is the is a uh, Fezzik I call him Fezzik because he's an unemployed giant in Greenland <laughs> I wonder if there if that if that was a uh, how great was he though the helicopter oh pilot like, he was good when he screams at the dog he's drunk and, <laughs> <laughs> the dog. dude his, his voice is just like so low and comforting I could like just listen to him all day yeah I could curl up in his so, voice. Just, just him reading like city names in Greenland I could just do that all day <laughs> the the other thing about this movie snook. Mm-hmm. The other thing about this movie that was really good, uh, with referring to his daydreams, is they always revolved around two people. Uh, one was Kristen Wiig wanting to woo her and impress her, and the other one was regarding his new boss, uh, played by Adam Scott. Um, Adam Scott, who, who played that to a T. Yeah, he played that. He's, he's so typecast as that guy. <laughs> he's just he the really same is. character from Step Brothers. He just he really when he wasn't in that movie. He went to Step. He went home to Will Ferrell. But it's it's funny that like one of the one of the best moments that that um, Walter Mitty got was he he always. Um, daydreamed about himself either telling off this new boss and everybody laughing and thinking he's so funny or, or a hero or whatever or straight up just getting into a superhero fight and then he finally gets the moment to tell him off oh yeah and and it's it's a really great moment because he's dick. just like yeah he's just like dude you don't have to be a dick about it what you do is hard you don't have to be a dick and the guy's like uh <laughs> i know because it took the wind out of his sail it yeah. did because what it, it wasn't like someone yep. it makes them it makes them defensive it makes them yeah. really want to attack back but when you just say like dude i get it your job is not easy and mm-hmm. you and you have yeah. your marching orders and you have to do what you got to do but you don't have to be a dick, about, be it. A dick about it yeah. and then it takes oh i love it takes yeah. the window like, what's See? the motto of life life I'm loving it. I'm loving it. That's McDonald's. That's McDonald's. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. (laughs) And and Um, also further proof. The joke, though, that he tells was the beard. You know who looks good in a beard? Gandalf. Dumbledore. Dumbledore. Not you. (laughs) And all the guys start laughing and high fiving him. (laughs) The the other great thing about it is we were talking about like comedians. I mean, you've got Ben Stiller, Kristen Wiig, Adam Scott, Patton Oswald. Dude, I love Patton Oswalt. He was great in that movie. Um, <laughs> he, and he was just a voice, too. He's like, hey, buddy. What's his name? Stu? Uh, uh, something Todd. 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 Mahar. Todd from E-Harmony. Yeah. Todd, Todd from E-Harmony. <laughs> Let's get that profile going. No, but it, it was just like, I liked it because he was alone on his adventure, but then Todd would call him randomly for like a status update. Oh, dude. And like yes. the joke, like, hey, Todd, I'm going to have to let you go. Um, I'm up in the Himalayas and I have to start making oxygen choices. <laughs> or he's like, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm walking towards a volcano. I'm going to a volcano. He's like, dude, that's awesome. Put that on your profile. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> 
<laughs> but like the other thing is to, to your point about casting the comedians, cause we've said quite a few times um, on the podcast is that comedians often in dramatic roles do very, very, very well because they know that timing. Mm -hmm. Um, We can go through examples, but this is a movie that's casted entirely of comedians almost that uh, has some great timing, some great moments. And you know, you gotta, you gotta hand it to them. I mean, it's great. It's very well cast. But it's also super fun. Like the, the Benjamin Button scene. Oh, dude. <laughs> I, I hated that scene. And, and everyone hates it. It's I like, hated it. Like, I hated you it. You have a very I smart suit, and he goes, Thanks. I bought it from the doll store. Oh, my. Well, well, the they should have cut that just out. Just nothing is, like, to hear, you weird, but what kind of ridiculous man? daydreams do you have? You know? Right. Yeah, I uh, loved it. it that was, was a, the it, fucking that just... juxtaposition. That was like, why was that there? <laughs> what the hell was and that? That's what he was thinking about but when he, they were he, in the park. He, he said it wrong. He's like, I have the Benjamin Button disease, but like backwards. I'm like, what? And then he's a small old man for some reason. <laughs> the opposite of Benjamin Button. It was so dumb. Oh my it was, gosh. It was so <laughs> but, but honestly, I was thinking about it. It's like, this is so Kristen Wiig. <laughs> it, is, it is the weirdest Kristen Wiig type thing that it was it it was also Benjamin Button scene made me laugh it was also interesting to see Kristen Wiig as the as the pretty lady you know the the, the, she always plays such a such a hideous person like she is she's actually very attractive like she is she's an attractive woman I she was (laughs) great in that role her her role in that movie is pretty great and her kid and Mm-hmm. And, and the payoff and thing also like with her, the skateboarding and then he longboards down the mountain like that yeah, yeah this song set up some payoffs I love this song this song part. Yeah, far oh, away. going down the mountain yeah dude mm-hmm. when yeah. he takes off his tie and he rips it and then was, ties the rocks I, to his I got hands. some weird like ASMR on that part where he like hits the rocks together and then the sound of <laughs> oh that was cool uh, yeah. the sound of like a skateboard down a hill I was like this is cool but this music was so good with it because the music is really subdued uh-huh. and it's pretty subtle. The cues are really subtle in the music, but it was so dude. And cool. just that, that part, I thought it was just filmed and edited so well. You could just feel the freedom, you know. But it's him mm-hmm. going down it's, the mountain and like he, he's in control, but he's like he just oh, it was amazing. But it's he's it's cinematography. It's 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 it like was. it's it's eye candy. It's cinematography. But but it, but it told the story. It got the feeling across that it needed to get across at that yeah. moment. It wasn't just look looking cool to look cool. It told the story. And then he had to run away from the erection. The guy that saves him from erection. the... Erection. Erection. <laughs> erection. <laughs> he looks up. Go faster. You definitely had to suspend your disbelief when he traded a longboard for the stretch arms. arms Also, uh, how great of a skateboarder is that little kid that can do a kickflip on On a longboard? Oh, I know. That's pretty great. When he sent the email to Walter thanking him for it, he's like, thanks for the skateboard. I'm like, it's a longboard. Also, also he did a kickflip in the video. And I was like... And, on and, they made, and they made sure to to like make it come across that Ben Stiller's character Walter Mitty knew that it was a longboard, not right, a skateboard. Right. Well, and whatever. And, I, was, and I was wondering if that Chad Muska freestyle stuff <laughs> was a daydream again, but apparently it wasn't. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. I was reading the IMDb, and apparently that was Chad Muska doing all those. Tricks. Oh, really? Uh-uh. Dressed up like <laughs> Walter Mitty. That's funny. 
He's Ben Stiller's friends with all those guys too. Like, oh, is he? Famously, very good friends with Ben uh, or with uh, uh, Jack Johnson. He did the music video with Jack Johnson. Um, Wait, with what guys? With the skateboarder guys? With, yeah, with skateboarder guys, surfer guy, like that. That because Jack Johnson was a professional surfer. He was a professional surfer. I did not know that. He was a singer. I was wondering why he brought him up. Oh, sorry. That makes more sense sorry. now. By the way, <laughs> that was the couch. The other, couch. I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, but yeah, no, it, it was. I don't know. And also, it's he directed it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you've heard of the developmental hell this movie went through. I, I looked it up afterwards. Because it's a remake of a movie from like the 40s. Or yeah, 50s. in the 40s, yeah. Danny Kaye did it. And every time, and da- I don't know if you know who Danny Kaye is. He tap he dances. Did, he did, does, does a lot of tap dancing. Um, he's Danny a dancer. Danny <laughs> He uh, So in the 40s, they made Walter Mitty. And all of his daydreams <gasps> that he had. He would go off, and that was the dance numbers that they would do in the movies. Right. Um, very different movie, not the same story or even the same message. That was a lot of the criticisms I read too. Is like, oh, it was not like the original. It's not like the original. But so here's uh, here's some of the some of the development hell that this movie went through. The first, uh, so in '94, uh, Metro Goldwyn Mayer was going to do um, Jim Carrey as Walter Mitty and they had um that was in his heyday too. Yep. They had Ron Howard uh slotted to to direct it and then Ron Howard dropped out and then Brian Grazer came in and then they went through right after like Apollo 13 and everything. Yeah. yeah. Then they had a bunch of rewrites and they went through rewrites in 1999, 2000, 2001, 2002, 2003, 2006 or 2004, 2006, uh, and 2007, 2010. They just kept going through rewrites. When did it come out? Uh, 2013? Yeah. Okay. Then, uh, so then, let's see. Eventually, Carrie had to drop out due to scheduling stuff. He was replaced by Owen Wilson. They were going to put Owen Wilson in as Walter Mitty. Um, Wow. Uh, Scarlett Johansson was slotted to be to play the love interest, and then she dropped out. Mike Myers was then, and then Owen Wilson dropped out. And then Mike Myers was tagged, and Holy then uh, and then he dropped out, and Sasha Baron Cohen <laughs> then oh, accepted the role. That would have been a totally. Um, then Stephen Conrad, who did uh, the Pursuit of Happiness. Uh, was did the rewrite and then they got Gore Verbinski was going to be the director. Gore Verbinski dropped out and then Ben Stiller came in and took on the directing and the star. He was role. he was one of the producers I saw too. He was like a main writer. Uh, Gore Verbinski that is mm-hmm. on the movie still. So so Stephen Conrad and Gore Verbinski were the the main writer, the final writers that. But when you look at the amount of right, I think there's like twelve different people that rewrote the film. And so that's why it's nothing like the original. The only thing that, that they kept was daydreams and the Um, name (laughs) and the name. But when you look at the name slotted, like Jim Carrey, Owen Wilson, Mike Myers, Sasha Baron Cohen, uh, it's just I mean, it, listening to those names. It's no wonder it landed on Ben Stiller's lap, you know? Yeah. And 
I don't know how the rewrites were. And I, I guarantee you the movie would have just been a stupid movie in 1994 with Jim Carrey. Oh, yeah. It, it, it would have been a throwaway. It would have been a throwaway movie. And, I mean, technically, it's a throwaway movie now. It didn't it didn't it's go true. didn't do great critically, in it the... It critically was panned. It didn't do great in the theaters. It didn't, like... It had a semi-big budget, too. So it, I think it underperformed and they lost money on it. Yeah. Especially well, well, with how long it was in development. Yeah. yeah. And, and well, the, the thing is, is like, I am so glad Ben Stiller picked it up. And he, he, you can tell he kind of made it his baby. The, yeah. The, the, yeah. Just the way can. it's filmed, you, you can tell, like, he, he had a lot of artistic control over it. Because mm-hmm. something something like what what you just watched, this this movie doesn't get made like that unless Ben St- someone has control over them. Yeah, exactly. So I was intrigued by that because I was intrigued because of Ben Stiller as a director. And I was like, Oh man, he's a, he's actually a very, very competent director. And I was like, what else? Zoolander. Is, what else? He's Zoolander one and two, um, Tropic Thunder, but he also directed the cable guy. Yeah. yeah I knew <laughs> That's that. insane. Yeah. Wow. Right. Yeah. He wrote it. So too. he kind of, he kind of was breaking type. Yeah. In this. It was definitely a, a, as definitely a, director. a film to break type, but I mean, again, like just he's, he's a competent director. He know? also knows he also he it proved that he knows uh, drama, mm-hmm. even though there wasn't high drama. There was plenty of drama in it. And it also showed that he absolutely knows comedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He knows exactly what to do. With it's comedy. all about timing, right? Yeah. Um, there was a, a point I was going to make, but I it just slipped my mind. Um, Moving on. So let's see. What, what was I going to... Oh, the cinematography. I, I talked about cinematography earlier. Uh, Stuart Dryberg was the guy who did the cinematography. Um, <clears throat> Definitely he, big props to him. Absolutely. It was... Seriously, the, from the very first time I watched it, that's what I came out thinking. Um, was, holy cow, that movie was beautiful. Uh, the, the one there, There's scene, some still frames from that I want to hang on my wall. The one scene, the one still frame... That gets me every single time is when he's driving in Greenland mm-hmm. and there's the water in the foreground and the and he's and it's the wall the 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 road driving and it's super pulled back and so you barely see his little red car driving and then the mountain comes yeah. down and ends right before the, the 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 edge of the screen yep and that that shot that still shot right there I wa- I looked at that and just went you are kidding. That's just not real. What 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 you just captured there? You found a spot on a road that is more beautiful <laughs> than anything I've ever seen, and and then we talked about the 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 skateboarding skateboarding or, or the longboarding down the mountain. I also scene. like the biking scene when he got the bike before the ten horny Chileans. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like going bears. <laughs> They're gonna. Bear season or something? He's like, no. The strip. There's only one strip club, and there's only one bike. <laughs> Can we talk <laughs> about why Chileans. there were a bunch of Chileans in Iceland going to a strip club? Oh, no, there's a lot. That I think Chileans are kind of famous for their fishing because they have so much coastline. So there's lots. Of, they're the California of South America. They hop there, the there's coast. lots of. Uh, <laughs> there's lots fishermen of Chilean. Uh, there's a lot of Chilean fishermen. Uh, fishermen boat in Iceland. Sure, sure. Okay, all uh, over the world. I'm guessing. Okay, cool. According uh, to this, Jose's up here. Uh, hey, it's not that weird. Yeah, all right. All right. <laughs> and we're basically Iceland. So, but okay. So this cinematographer, he did, uh, let's see. What are the, um, tell him soldier boy. <laughs> Aeon flux. 
Not that that's a movie that you should. It's visually stunning, if you've seen um, it. Boardwalk Empire. He did an episode in Boardwalk Empire. He did uh, Secret Life of Walter Mitty. He did The Great Wall. You remember that? <laughs> oh, the Matt Damon Matt movie? Matt Damon oh, movie. it looks good. Um, the Upside. Did you see The Upside? The one with uh, Kevin Hart and... Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I like the, that movie. Dude, that movie was fantastic. I like that movie a lot. And was so it, he was did, it a pretty movie? Yeah, it is yeah. actually. Ab- actually, it's, it's in a big city, but they make the city look really cool. Mm-hmm. It looks almost like a sci-fi. Yeah, Kevin Hart and Brian Cranston. Brian Cranston is. Oh, I know the movie. Oh, I, okay, I, just have, yeah. I haven't seen it, but I didn't know if it was. It's really movie. good. Yeah. He's doing. Uh, he did uh, seeing the new um, Men in Black movie. Seeing Brian Cranston in a wheelchair makes me really want him to be Professor Xavier. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's doing the new Men in Black movie. Um, oh, okay. With, with the. the with the Thor and Valkyrie. Cinematographer. Um, with Thor and Valkyrie, yeah. <laughs> so he he hasn't done a ton of movies that like really jump out as cinema. Boardwalk Empire is a good looking show too. That's true. But everything he does, you look at and go, that's pretty. Yeah. yeah. They, but yeah. well, and the thing about Walter Mitty is I, I mentioned it before and I can't iterate it, reiterate it enough, is that it all serves a purpose. Mm-hmm. Like, like it's it's pretty, and and there there are some artsy things that like are there just to be artsy. But for the most part, it's all there to move the story along. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. like that big wide shot lets you know how alone he is on this on, <laughs> on in, this in, journey on this yeah. journey until uh, E Harmony guy calls him exactly, and and, and that it sets up a joke. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, but. And that that speaks to Ben Stiller's ability as a director yep. is every aspect of the film uh, serves the story. Right. Yeah. And, and and with that, I don't know how much Ben Stiller had in, in writing it as well. But then when you realize that everything is connected around him to the point where like the cake that he had on an, on a boat between Greenland and Iceland was actually his mom's cake. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> By the, the way, reason, I made that cake. It's delicious. Yeah. One, one of <laughs> Clementine the Clementine uh, cake. I made Clementine, Clementine cake. cake. Was one, it because of the movie? Yeah. Of one course. of the pictures, one of the pictures, <laughs> thanks that he, binging with Babish. <laughs> one of the pictures that he used as a clue that he couldn't figure out. He, he had these pictures that, um, Sean took to try to track him down. Um, curve. One of them of was, it was a curved piece of wood. They couldn't figure out what it was until he's looking at his mom's piano. And you know what I mean? Just like and he everything, just kind of flipped it around and was like, he saw the little yeah, notch. Everything is connected to the point up, up to the point where, and this is why I'm glad that they revealed that it was him on the cover was everything regarding him and Sean O'Connell was connected. You just didn't know it as until it started revealing it until, and then when the, the, the button, if you will, the, the cap on that was when, um, it's called the cherry when they showed, uh, Walter Mitty on the cover of life. So, mm-hmm. uh, one, one, bad thing about the movie and it's not even really that bad thing because every movie does it but it's the building tension simply by making the characters not communicate well mm-hmm. like it does that really bad whereas <laughs> a, a simple communication that regular humans do would have done in, in real life they just oh they just didn't mention it he, or, he, or he's like he's hard to get a hold of he doesn't believe in cell phones yeah exactly but he works for this company so yeah it it's, yeah, we have to find out where he works and we send duplicates of his yeah. checks to different places so, so it seems like really weak tropes to build tension it also is really convenient too mm-hmm. like at the end of the movie i was like so was it sean's goal to get him to just get up and get out was that yeah his point and it's it's it super made sean convenient. like a, a god character it's super convenient that walter mitty the movie that the the the, the whole movie's about him is as as a guy who just plays it safe but he has partner is this adventurer guy 
So we're like, well, of course, of course, he's the one that gets up and gets out because he has this person that he works with. Like, like if if one of you guys was that much of an adventure, I'm pretty sure I would go along with you guys eventually. The thing about that, though, that's different is that he also never met Sean. Right. Is that he never met 16 years. He never met him. He put the he put the negative in his wallet that he was never intending him to throw away. Um, And the other thing was that he was genuinely surprised to see him. When, yeah. when he met him in, on the mountain. So I don't think it's that it, I don't think it was done intentionally is, is my counter argument to that. But, uh, uh it just, it just seems like awful convenient that he has sure. that job and that his, his job is to produce the, these pictures from this guy. And then, then he gets up and go like, he's not like an accountant. For, he like, was the, he was the yin to Sean's yang. Exactly. And then, yeah. And then ended up becoming well, I mean, yang it, himself yeah, and they, and, they, and they, and they went and yanged together. <laughs> Well, they played and, soccer. And, 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 get, and soccer. getting to the to the message of the movie, that is the that's the message, right? Yeah. That, that's that's that is the movie is um, a guy that is surrounded by adventurous people. He works for freaking Life and Magazine. Obviously, he's surrounded by adventurous people for the last sixteen years he's lived there. And his dad before that was is the one that shaved his head into a. Oh, and he used to be an adventurous. Yeah, person. and so that but the death of say. his dad forced him into being the safe person the yeah safe the death person. of his dad right and so because then he had to uh uh get job get jobs at at pizza Hut, or no where was it papa john's, papa john's. Papa john's. the cops um, are the worst so uh and then it, it was just finally meeting this girl basically is, is what brought him out of his funk for the past 16 years that was a that was a point that i had forgotten earlier that i was going to make was how good this movie was at at really using comedy and taking a moment and using comedy, but also telling a really sad story and you feel both. Yeah. Like he was at Papa John's literally like of all the restaurants that you'd see in Iceland, there's a Papa John's. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. it's funny. It's I like, read that they, they had to convert it because there wasn't a Papa John's. On right. I, I was actually funny. surprised. Is there really? Anyway. And then he left and he told, and, the, uh, and the, the line of like, he's like, I was in the Papa John's, but I had to leave. And she said, why? And he says, the cups. the cups, but then he tells <laughs> and you la- and you laugh and she, and she's like, and it's this funny moment where you kind of chuckle and at she it. Chuckles at and it. And then right. she goes, "Is there something I should know?" And then he explains the moment. And it's sad. It's a emotional. I don't. Is that what you were going to say? Sad, yeah. But yeah, just like what you're saying. Yeah. No, I was. I, that's that's what I was going to say. I was just uh, is that he took a sad moment where like she she he he tells her that like. Her, his dad let him shave the mohawk and his dad was just this really great person and it was just this really sad moment but they told it in a comedic way mm-hmm. it's good stuff i yeah, really, I really like stuff. kristen wig in this movie i do too like i was wondering if she learned how to play guitar like i could tell that was her singing this yeah one goes out when to she was singing uh and she does a really good job on that too yeah i tried playing it but um spotify wouldn't let me really yeah so we'll have to add it in post It's funny. My uh, this movie is very big in my family. My mom and my dad and my sister. Everybody likes this movie. Uh-huh. And my dad has basically taken this soundtrack, and that's all he'll listen to now. If he listens to music, if it's not like choir and orchestra music, so he likes Jose Gonzalez. Then it's then it's the, this soundtrack. Jose Gonzalez specifically from Walter Mitty or Judah that sings far away. And uh, and and. Uh, Monsters and Men was a big uh, part because they're from Greenland. Mm-hmm. Or are they from Iceland? One of those same two. thing. One of those two. So, however, the 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 I think the 
motto or the the moral of the story, it resonate. It hits home so well to me. Every time I watch the movie, I think I like. I feel like I have to get up and I have to go do something. I have to go travel or find something to do. I have to get out of my house and stop sitting down and watching so many movies and and wasting my time. Did I you like travel go. because of this movie? Because I know you've been traveling a lot lately. The, part of it, part of it That's is cool. like I, I want to get out and I want to experience things more. I want to because. Walter Mitty, he had all that money in his bank account, and what did it amount to? It amounted to nothing. It well, amounted it, to, to him it's, having It's a, kind of funny, though, because um, I was just thinking about that, too. And um, not that this movie necessarily like is, is the catalyst for this, but we, as, as a group of guys, had been saying we need to start a podcast for a long time. Um, and we need to redo it. And this was kind of like one of those moments where we're like, fine, that we're going to put ourselves out there and do this big thing. And it was a big moment. And it's still a big thing that we've been doing. But this is 19 episodes in season two. Yeah, we're it's this we're is also 40 episodes in year and, old. And it's also um, 10 years in the making. Like, yeah, we started our, our blog thing back in 2010. Yeah. 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 And we were we recorded in 2013. And so um, I think we've had that kind of that moment of doing it, and now I'm afraid it'll we're we're getting back into a slump, and we need to get, do something else. I don't know. So this movie. So let's make a movie. <laughs> this is like a movie. <laughs> let's be Walter Mitty and get out. And but like it. legit, like I would love to start a YouTube and go hiking in Utah and put it on our YouTube yeah. or something. That'd be great. It's showing the beauty of Utah because that's what because this movie made me want to go. I, I don't know how to longboard. I, I barely knew how to skateboard, but I, if I, I went longboarding, I would pull something. That, that's what I'm afraid of. Is I'm I'm at <laughs> but, this age and point now but, that if I crash, uh, it means a lot for, more. For reals, yeah. though, Provo Canyon is uh, an amazing longboarding. Place. I I so I used to do it all the time. I used to really? I used to be way into snowboarding, way into longboarding and wakeboarding, and yeah, I I can definitely relate to that. Seeing him longboard in Iceland was oh. like, oh man, I really want to get back into that. But all fix, those beautiful, fix my knee up, lose some weight, and get back out. All of the water those beautiful and shots mm-hmm. of that, and you can get that 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 gorgeous of shots equally as gorgeous in Provo Canyon. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. If, if you were to longboard down and you get the shots, you go through. You got Bridalville Falls, oh, and you yeah. got all those all these different you got, you got vistas river. and views and stuff that you can see in Provo Canyon. Like it, you don't have to go to Iceland to find this <laughs> stuff. You don't have to go to Greenland. Well, you do to find Sean. To find Sean, <laughs> but to, to get out and to go do your thing. To, to shoot your shot or whatever and and you you don't have to go far we can go five minutes outside of our house and you can you, we can be in a spot that that is bigger than where we're at okay uh, if that makes sense I want to pose a question to you Jake so we've we've been talking a lot of positive about Walter Mitty and I don't think any of us hated the movie I really really liked it um why does it belong on the Mount Rushmore of Cobalt podcast? So, I don't think anybody. I think I've done a pretty good job of showing my passion for this movie just by what I've been, the things I've been saying. And uh, I think Chris kind of hit the nail on the head. It has inspired me in the last couple years to do a lot. 
It's inspired me to get out. I've gone and I've I've done things that I wouldn't normally do. Uh, I've traveled. I've taken jobs that I don't know if I would have taken. Um, and I can't give all of the credit to to this movie. But it's a kick in the butt. But it's kind of the kick in the butt that that turned my mindset into yeah getting the story getting the having the experience is better than not so i was poor and i was based all i was i was a uh a missed uber ride i was driving for <laughs> uber and i was a missed uber ride away from from being homeless but my my friend said hey let's go to mississippi and go to a film festival in mississippi and i was like yeah cool let's do it and so I jumped in a car with him and we drove 27 hours out to Mississippi to go to a film festival. And it was awesome. It was one of the coolest. It was a road trip that I never thought I'd take. It was a cool experience. It was fun. It was super good. And then we came back and I remember that. And you met me in Albuquerque on the way back. And I met Scott in Albuquerque on the way back and had blue pancakes, blue corn pancakes. So maybe this it is. Was, but that movie was directly affected my decision to do. I remember thinking maybe I might not do it. And I watched Walter Mitty and I thought, no, I'm going, I'm getting out because I have to do. And you were stepping out. Was stepping out. So maybe Jose this, Gonzalez. maybe this is the moment where we play the major Tom song. Major Tom. <laughs> so, um, this movie has had a profound effect on me personally. And that's why I, I brought it to okay. you guys because I don't know if it, if the movie spoke to you guys the same way it did to me. I highly doubt it uh, because no movie speaks to two people the same way. Um, but it I spoke... just have three anchors upstairs that won't let me travel. <laughs> Soon to be Love four. you. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there's um, other ways to step out, but, but don't do it in a in a in a more pragmatic way of looking at things. The reason why it belongs is because it is perfect escapism that's that is that that's what i see film film let me get pretentious here uh i i could talk i could get so the the three levels of pretension when it comes to movies is the lowest is calling it a movie the middleest is calling it a film and a the highest is calling it a picture yeah um so what this picture does um <laughs> Uh, it was a good flick, but I mean, best picture. Oh, geez, you call it a flick, and that you're a pleb. Uh, a good pellicula. <laughs> but uh, this what, video. <laughs> what what I think film and movies in general is supposed to be is escapism. It's supposed to be able. To, no, I to, couldn't agree with for you, more you to get out thing. of your of yourself. And I think and, well, and in my what the movie's about too. In my opinion, this movie is the epitome. Of that, would you say the qu quintessence? It is the quintessence of escapism. It it literally gets you. It doesn't have a a, a motive. The, the only motivation is for you to get out. It doesn't have. It's not preaching to you about anything, except for getting out, stepping out. Uh, except Jose I wanted to Gonzalez. punch Sean Penn in the face when he didn't take the picture of the snow. Right? When he didn't take the picture. What a of the douche. Snow what a douche. <laughs> Ghost cat. But for a movie that has him, Sean Penn in it, it didn't, it didn't preach. It didn't have a message. It didn't have any of that stuff. It just, it just was. And all, all things, we already, I already mentioned every aspect of the movie, um, push the story forward. It, just as a movie, to me, 
it is my one of my absolute favorites. It's a top three movie in my book, and that is why. And that's why I think it belongs on Mount Rushmore. Um, so one so. word, one word you use that um, I think is accurate is inspirational. It's very, it's a very inspirational film. And um, how ah, I got you to say film. You pretentious asshole. <laughs> this picture. Um, <laughs> yeah, thanks for this, man. Only um, a no from Troy. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, yeah, I forgot. I'm supposed to get you guys to like me. <laughs> no, we... Um, you well, you mentioned that we it doesn't affect everybody and, and obviously didn't have as much of an impact on me as it did to you, but I would definitely agree that the word inspirational is accurate mm-hmm. for sure. Cool. Um, what do you th- okay? So, so, so I want to know what you guys thought about well, it. I also want to know who had seen it before this. I, I hadn't seen it. I hadn't either. And honestly, like this is going to sound super dick, but I almost was didn't want to see it because you guys jake especially talked it up so much it was kind of annoying to me sure uh, but like it's the same as fast and furious to me right, exactly 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 um so i was i was expecting not to like it but what i like the most about it is it's like a dumb movie you can turn your brain off and just enjoy it <laughs> <laughs> it's not a thinking man's movie <laughs> But you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Um, it is a it, it's a movie you can just watch. It's beautiful, well, and you don't have to think. And too you much. and you because you said that before. You said like, "Don't." This is a thinking man's movie to you, and so I left my phone upstairs. I left my laptop upstairs, and I was sick as a dog because you can still kind of hear my voice. But I, I laid right on this couch, put a pillow, got a pillow and a blanket. I curled up and I watched it, and I loved it. Like, I was so surprised by how much I liked it. And even Troy messaged me. He's like, have you watched Walter Mitty yet? I was like, I just watched it. It's a really good movie. I was, like, genuinely surprised by how much I enjoyed it. And maybe it's because I had low standards or something. I got. I don't really know. What... Well, see, my, my thing is if Chris and Jake agree on a movie, it must be pretty good. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jake and I agree on movies all the time. We're, no, just, we're just vocal yeah. about the ones we don't And they're usually true. pretty good movies, is yeah. what I'm saying. Um so here's my thing. I, um, I really, really liked it. Um, I would definitely watch it again. I would definitely show it to family or friends as a way to hopefully inspire them to get them to get up. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, to do, to make, make their lives better. Um, as far as being on the Mount Rushmore, I'm not convinced yet. Sure. Uh, and I'm not saying no, mm-hmm. I'm saying I'm not convinced yet. Yeah. So. And I, I'm, I'm kind of the same, but here's why, here's why. <laughs> Um, saying something is a Mount Rushmore is like very prestigious. I don't know if that's how we're meaning it, but we all like the movie. So does that mean it gets to like rotten tomatoes its way to a fresh score on our Mount, <laughs> on our Mount Rushmore? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I like I'm, I'm kind of torn right now because at the same time, it's not on my personal Mount Rushmore, but it's, that's not the point. So what, I, what does it have on, on rotten tomatoes again? Like, like a 51%. So it's, so it's uh certified, not fresh, but it's rotten. rotten. It's rotten. But like, t- but to get a fresh score on Rotten Tomatoes, you just have to kind of like the movie. So if everyone just kind of likes it, then it then it gets a fresh right. score. So there's enough people who didn't like it, which is kind of like it kind of makes me even want to put it on Mount Rushmore even more as like a middle finger to all the critics because <laughs> I think they're I think I don't know I I'll, I'll I won't I won't argue about critics, but I think they're just dis, um, disconnected from the audience. Um, 
in a lot of ways. And anyway, um, well, we can talk about Rotten Tomatoes forever. We can't. They, we they've can. been proven to be bought. They can be bought. Exactly. Exactly. And, and that's my thing is I I don't want to use Rotten Tomatoes as a barometer. If anything, I want to use it as a, you know, the fact that it has a rotten score kind of makes me want to vote for it more. To yeah. be on the, on the, when I, I mean, when I see on Rotten Tomatoes, when I see a huge disparity between critic oh, yeah. and, and fan, either way, oh, yeah. I. Uh, it kind of makes me intrigued in the movie and make me, makes yeah. me want to watch the movie more. It's like on Reddit, uh, sorting by controversial. Mm-hmm. Ah, here's my people. <laughs> <laughs> yep. um, so, so my take on the movie is I had seen it a couple times before this, and uh, and I, I already liked it, so I knew I was going to come into it liking. I was excited to watch it again, um, but watching it for this episode made it a little different. I was trying to think of like putting my like think how is Chris watching this or how is Troy watching this um and so it, and honestly it made me like it more um the uh there's so many aspects that come together in this movie to make it really good and it works uh so yeah I I personally think I, I would vote yes um I don't know if we're should we go to yet. a vote is it time for a vote I, I if, if we do vote now tr- I'm not saying no. No, I'm not saying my votes no. I'm saying I want you to convince me more. <laughs> I've given the, you the, my I've this, shot my shot. Okay. This this hour and this hour or so that we've been almost an hour that we've been talking about it has done a lot more to convince me for sure. Um but uh yeah. So so I think it's one of those it's kind of a kind of a dark horse movie, kind of it, it kind of to me has the makings of like a cult classic movie. Like like in, in twenty years I have a feeling it's gonna People be gonna more critically back. acclaimed than those, it is now. Those okay. rotten scores are gonna look really bad in <laughs> yeah, twenty years. I, I think it's gonna yeah. become one of those that, that people go back to and really like. I okay. Here I've made my mind up. I'm voting yes. And here's my reason. Um the the word that keeps coming back is inspirational. And the other word that the the other thing is that it's um I'm really impressed with Ben Stiller in this movie as an actor and as a director. Um, I'm impressed with the cinematography, everything we've talked about already, the way that the stories, uh, the characters intertwine, even Todd from eHarmony has a, a really good part at the end. Um, and um, the Cinnabon. Yeah, dude, mm-hmm. the, Let's talk this for Cinnabon. The, the line about, uh, about him looking like uh, Indiana Jones being the guitarist for the shins. <laughs> um, that was great. I would, I would, I'm going to vote yes. It's not for the same, necessarily for the same reasons as all you guys, but, um, yeah. Okay. That's three yeses. That's three yeses. Damn damn it, Troy. I'm sorry. (laughs) Putting it on. All right. Troy had to get it in there quick. (laughs) Let me me tell you guys my thought process here. Cause, cause like I said before, like I like the movie. It's not on my personal Rushmore. Rushmore. It's not even like in my top. 20 or 30 or whatever. Sure. Um, so putting it on there feels weird to me because to me, like Mount Rushmore is really prestigious. I can relate to that. Um, and, and even putting it on there, I was like, well, it's, it's place on there is if he might get knocked down. So like, so why put it up there in the first place? Sure. You know what I mean? So makes sense. But I, but I liked it too. So, but that's what I mean. It's like, just because I liked it, does it, does it, but this this is where, this is where ranking counts. In Mount Rushmore. It's because just because you like it doesn't mean it belongs on Mount Rushmore. Right. 
right? Right. And so I I hear you. I think I I honestly I, I it's one of my favorite movies. I think it belongs. But then I, but, but then I don't want to not put it up there and then have you guys like <laughs> on me when I try to put a movie on here because I shot one of your movies down. That has I think we're above that, bro. No, we're not. <laughs> um I'm gonna say yes. Yeah? Yeah. Holy like if I had to make a pros and cons list, I'd be like at the very top of the Did cons. you hate it because you don't like that style of comedy or because it didn't fit in the movie? It didn't fit in the movie. And, yeah. And, and I don't like that style of comedy. And speaking uh, speaking of the pros and cons, yeah. what you're talking about, to me ultimately it comes down to there's more reasons for yes than there was for no. Well that and that's why I gave I think, it a positive I, and score. And I think you agree with mm-hmm. that. That's why I ultimately gave gave it a positive score. But I, I feel like Scott and Jake love it. You and I really like it. So it represents all of us. Yeah. And if it represents all of us, then it might as well go up there. If its place is temporary, then then it's temporary. So but that, at least we could say it's on there. That's another point to make about this whole uh, Mount Rushmore thing is once four movies gets up there, then we can we we one of us can bring another movie in and challenge a specific movie spot. Yeah. on Mount Rushmore and kind of go head to head. Right. So, so see which movie, uh, unlike done. the real Mount Rushmore, it's not etched in stone. It's, not etched in stone. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the whole point of it. <laughs> you're, you're breaking it down. Great already. analogy. Jake. <laughs> oh. well, <laughs> um, seriously, I, I never thought this was going to, this was going to get up there. I, I, I wanted you guys to watch the movie cause I knew that Troy and Chris had not seen it yeah. and I, I felt like you guys would like it. And I kind of had the moment where Chris, the, the same thought process Chris had where he's like, you guys will like Fast and the Furious. I know you will. You're just too proud to not watch it. Mm-hmm. And then I watched it and I liked him. Like, and I kind of had that same feeling with this movie. And I'm really glad that that paid off. Um, but yeah, cool. First, uh, first. Uh, yeah, film. It, would, it would feel weird to say no to the first one we're trying to put up there too. What it? I. Well, I like the movie though, so that's. I, why. I think J- Jake, you came up with this the concept of this, knowing that there are going to be quite a few potentially that get shot down. They right? get shot down. There's going to be some hurt feelings. Yeah, I don't know. I wasn't. I, I was fully prepared for this not to make it <laughs> well, and not ever. And like I said, I think that's that's part of the reason why I'm not going to put my all time favorite movie in and put it out there because <laughs> you don't want to get your feelings hurt. No, it's not because I don't want to make get my feelings hurt. I just know that even if you watch it, and even if you like it, I don't think some of us will put it up there. Yeah, I might be the well, only one that puts it up there. Yeah, and that's and that's fine. That doesn't hurt my feelings. But so, so the next person that that is uh, going to be nominating could say, "I want to put mine on an open spot, or I want to replace Walter Mitty." Well, that's do, true. Do we you have could. to get our four up there first? No, or? no, I, I guess not. Well, I, I don't know. Listen, that's what, the, the way Jake is Walter, Walter Mitty is the Teddy Roosevelt. Of <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen, we I've said this the entire. Uh, length of this of this podcast is there's no rules here. We make rules, but do we ever follow rules? <laughs> the rules are made up, and the points don't matter. The rules are made up, and the points don't matter. Uh, cool. Walter Mitty up there, first slot. Mount Rushmore. George Washington. Thank you guys very much. Um, 
uh, should we end up? Is there anything else? Is there? Yeah, uh, Jake, you're not going to be here next time. I am not. So everyone, keep a, Jake in your uh, thoughts and prayers. I have a I have a surgical procedure coming up that's going to keep me from coming back. So I'm going to be I'm going to miss the next two uh, weeks uh, as I recover from that. Everyone, so, wish him luck. Um, yeah, I won't be here, but I will see you in. A couple weeks. Someone else is going to have to take my job yeah. for a couple weeks. I don't know who it's going to be. Whoever but, it is uh, will probably be so good. They'll demand that person. Do- that you'll dem- <laughs> It'll be Scott. <laughs> from uh, from popular demand, I will be dethroned <laughs> as uh, the, the intro guy. Um, <laughs> any, anything I, else? Yeah, any, I, I any just did a quick shout search. Shout outs for, or any? Yeah, I just did a quick search. I couldn't. I couldn't uh, shout out to Jose. He asked me on social media recently about rewatchable movies and uh it just made me think it, it actually inspired me for a mount rushmore idea that i will be bringing up hopefully soon cool so yeah um sweet thanks jose yeah was, you're the best man I, you're I, the best horny chilean i know <laughs> <laughs> every, every get on that bike and in, in my circle of friends whenever somebody has like a question they always come to me about movies or whatever it's like oh what's good on netflix what should i watch and i, I always have something in mind or they're like hey what's the name of that one actor in that one movie and i just tell them because i'm weird like that bill hater yeah exactly bill Hader. <laughs> um cool. but yeah so if you guys want to reach out on our social media, we're always here to talk to you. Yeah, absolutely. Get at us at Cold Bow Podcasts, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, we're always looking to talk and to discuss and to argue with you about anything and everything on there. So, yeah, that, that's the nice thing about having the name Cold Bow is there's nobody else and so it's <laughs> yeah. not hard to find not us. hard to find us. <laughs> not it hard might be why we picked it yeah. yeah if you're listening to us you found us so just do the same thing on social media and you'll find us <laughs> there you go <laughs> cool and if there's nothing else then we're gonna get going so thank you guys we love you and we'll see you next time Bye. 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 Bye.